0: Father in heaven, we pray to you now and ask that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know that your name is holy, and we ask that you would protect us from the evil one. Lead us not to temptation. Forgive us for our sins. We thank you for your provisions, and we want to give you all of the glory during this brief broadcast together. We pray that your spirit would be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. I'm Scott Ritzema, your host for another 30 minutes of taking a look at what's happening currently this week in our world. Because, my friends, world history and Bible prophecy is bringing us to a point where we are moving toward, inextricably, toward the final events of Bible prophecy. And these events which are coming... Quickly, like a flood, the Bible says, are being hinted at along the way by the signs of the times that are intended to amplify our trust in the Bible, give us a greater sense of urgency of the nearness of these great and epic events that precede Christ's return. And so I'm going to start the news broadcast today not just with that introductory piece of understanding the prophetic scope and sequence of the global march toward the last days, but I want to start with some really, really good news. I read this in the New York Times. Black economics professor at Harvard named Roland Fryer, he's African-American, he found in a study that they did recently about the conduct of police officers Toward people of various races. And this was reported in the New York Times of all places. The research data came in and they're going, Whoa, these are the most surprising findings. And they reported on them, albeit with some spin. But nonetheless, here's the bottom line finding. And this is very good news. And at first you'll go, How is that good news, Scott? But you'll see just a second, okay? In Officer involved shootings in 10 cities where they studied, officers were more likely to fire their weapons without having first been attacked when the suspects were white. So, if you didn't catch that with the long, complex construction of that sentence, basically, officers who fire upon a suspect when they have not been fired upon. In other words, you might say that they're they're shooting first, and these are potentially controversial situations where somebody's shot and then they they say the cop was out of control and all of this. Okay, these happen a few hundred times a year. And they found that police officers of whatever race are more likely to engage in the shooting if the suspect is white. And in tense situations where there's there's some conflict, there's some violence and resistance, and there's some danger, and it's like a shoot or don't shoot situation, Dr. Fryer found that in tense situations like that, officers were 20% less likely to shoot suspects if the suspect was black. Now, that's really, really good news because the news is that black lives already matter to police officers, according to the data. Or at least they matter as much or more than white lives. Now, certainly there are still unjust shootings. And those police officers ought to be brought to justice when they engage in excessive uses of force or, frankly, sometimes just homicides. But those are very rare. And in general, we want to acknowledge that the the police are a God-ordained law and order institution that are meant to punish the wrongdoer and keep order in society. And so we support that concept and we support law abiding police officers who protect and serve. But the good news once again is that there is no anti-black bias when it comes to police shootings. If there is a bias, actually pro-black, and you might say, well, that's not good either. But I'm going to celebrate the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement, which is being infiltrated by absolutely unstable and crazy ideas that we're going to see here in a moment, that that whole movement can just be done. I mean, black lives already matter to police officers because they shoot and fire upon black suspects less than white suspects. Now, as we're going to get into that news about how serious and dangerous of a movement this is, I want to be careful to not throw the baby out with the bathwater bath and sweep everybody into a group. I know there's a lot of well-meaning, well-intentioned, nonviolent-believing people who identify with some of the causes of racial justice and so on. And so folks that are of that mindset and they are for nonviolence, and peaceful protests without all sorts of violent rhetoric, you know, they have the blessing of free speech and anybody working toward reconciliation, I personally am a big fan of. But a a listener sent me a quotation from a manuscript release from 1899. And you might say, Scott, what in the world does 1899 have to do with the news this week with the increased racial tensions going on in our country. Well, not just on a racial level, but on a class-based revolutionary perspective. This manuscript release from 1899 made an incredible prediction that you can see taking place and being fulfilled in our day. It says, "...the moneyed men, because they have the power, control the market." This means starvation to the poorer classes, which will result in a civil war or civil strife, civil conflict, civil unrest. The the term used is a civil war, not like states versus states kind of thing, but talking about war within the country, violence, unrest, uprisings. There will be a time of trouble, the quote says, such as never was since there was a nation. Now, that quote is quoting from Daniel 12 about the prophetic time of trouble. Did you know that there's a time of trouble coming upon the world? Tribulation, it's been called. Study that at BibleProphecyTruth.com. Understand the times that we are heading into. And note also from this quotation the prediction that it will be civil unrest that will precipitate and be a, a catalyst for that time of trouble now there's going to be a whole lot more going on than just that this is one of the many uh, factors that feed into this final global meltdown that that the world sees before jesus comes and it's a crisis on every front that's coming and that's why when you read bible prophecy and you see these signs of the times you immediately say okay in a sober-minded non-fanatical not emotionally fear-based but in a cold, calculated, real, rational way, driven by the emotion of love and adoration of the character of Christ, I have to get back into the Word of God, get connected to Jesus Christ. Because the events are getting interesting. Paul Joseph Watson reports, the head of French police says migrant sex assaults could trigger civil war in France, in Europe. This is the chief ...of police who who predicts that there will be a right-wing backlash that, quote, will take place. His name is Patrick Calvar, who is the head of the Directorate General of Internal Security, DGSI. He told members of the French Parliament Commission, we are on the brink of civil war. Calvar said that the situation in France is so potentially explosive that one more major Islamist terrorist attack... ...or mass migrant sex assault could lead to a massive right-wing backlash... He says, this confrontation, I think, will take place, even one or two attacks, and it will happen. Now, you might remember on New Year's Eve in Germany, literally over a thousand women were assaulted, sexually assaulted by a mass groping rape fest done by many of these economic migrants and these these folks from the Middle East and North Africa who had come into Germany over the previous year and plus since especially the Syrian refugee crisis and so he's saying other events like this are going to catalyze major civil breakdown he calls it civil war and you know in America the, the, the texture and the the components of this uh, class warfare are a bit different they have a racial connotations to them but even the Islamic factor which was what was took place in in, uh, in, in Germany, Is happening here, WorldNet Daily News reports, Syrian refugee assaults girl age 13 at Boston pool. Horrible, wicked tragedies. If you think Muslim sex attacks at public swimming pools are only happening in Europe, think again, says WorldNet Daily News. Now, when we look at the Detroit News, what it's reporting here, it feeds into this issue of the Black Lives Matter movement that I want to spend the bulk of the time on today so that we can gain an accurate picture of what is going on within this movement Uh, the 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 good parts of it aside and the the well-intentioned folks aside what are the what are the the dangers and the red flags that you've got to be aware of here detroit news reports law enforcement agencies across the united states are on guard for threats after officers have been shot in at least three cities since thursday's attack so you know about the shooting in dallas five officers killed now st louis missouri Georgia, Tennessee, shootings have taken place as well. And somebody also shared this video with me of this Miami television host. She was the 1993 Miss Alabama, Miss, you know, like Miss America, Miss Alabama. She said in a video that she recorded for herself and put out on Facebook, she says, I don't want to feel this way, but I don't feel sad for the officers who lost their lives. She says, I want to feel sad for them, but I can't help but feeling that the shooter was a martyr. Folks, did you hear that? I mean, when I heard that, I said, this is a serious, serious problem. That this this sniper, this mentally crazy man who said, I just need to kill some cops and went out shooting people randomly in Dallas. It had nothing to do with any sort of prosecution of justice or it was just indiscriminate killing. And now he's being described as a martyr. A martyr is somebody, like in the Bible, Jesus who gave up his own life, right? Or Stephen's usually called the first martyr. Jesus is sort of above that category. He gave up his life so that we could have eternal life. Uh, that's beyond anything we can have a word for. Savior. But Stephen and the others who, Christian martyrs who refuse to fight back, they refuse to take life. They refuse to hurt others. That this this man was the opposite of a martyr. He was a murderer, right? But now it's being glorified and and, and folks are saying, you know, I don't I, I I feel this way and I know I shouldn't, but we're still giving voice to these thoughts, giving air to these opinions, saying, This is how I feel. I think he was a martyr, and I don't feel bad for the police officers who lost their lives. Unbelievable. The the mass mental illness that is taking over our society, where as the Bible said People would lose natural affections. That the love of most would grow cold. By the way, one of the officers shot in Dallas had been buying dinner for a homeless guy just the day before he died. He was just standing there on duty, in uniform, just got shot, sniper style, indiscriminate. I mean... How horrific. How could we ever glorify something like this? But within this movement, my friends, there is a violent revolutionary uprising mentality that does have civil war baked right into this cake. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to 11th Hour Dispatch with author, teacher and speaker Scott Ritzmer. For more programs and information, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. In 1969, the U.S. Department of Education announced its intention to use the public schools as, quote, a means to achieve important social goals of a national character. Wait a minute, I thought education was about helping children's character in their academic development. Think again. It's a social engineering experiment. And much more than a mere social agenda, Bob Chase of the NEA stated in 1997 that, quote, education is the modern world's temporal religion. It's time to wake up, to come apart and be separate, saith the Lord. The DVD series is called Schooled, the deliberate agenda to reduce individuality, destroy intelligence, and re-engineer society. In Schooled, you'll hear it straight from the mouths of the founders of modern schooling themselves. They're quite proud of it. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com and use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior Precious Redeemer and Friend Who would have thought that a lamb Could rescue the souls of men Oh, you rescue the souls of men back this is 11th hour dispatch and the website is 11th thhourdispatchcom and we're going over some pretty sobering news today and you know we have to just pause and behold that wonderful merciful savior if we all take a collective glimpse of jesus christ beholding him adoring honoring worshiping our maker the one who gave up his life to bring everybody into his fold as one People, every nation, tribe, people, and language living in peaceful coexistence around the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ, and even tolerating dissenting viewpoints in a pluralistic, free society in this fallen world where you have freedom of speech, freedom of religion. This is the model that God has given to us. I think it was voiced very well by Martin Luther King Jr. when he said that civilization and violence our antithetical concept. He says, the moment that you take violence as your recourse, this is this is antithetical to civilization, to order, to having a free society. And this brings me to St. Louis Post Dispatch report. A former Afton High School football standout forced his way into a South County home and was shot and killed by an off duty officer inside. After a Facebook dispute over Black Lives Matter apparently boiled over late Saturday afternoon. If you're not even familiar with this term, Black Lives Matter, it's, you know everybody's talking about it, but it's sometimes good to not be so plugged into the 24-7 onslaught of everything that's going on that's bad in the world. There's a reason we keep this broadcast short and why I don't spend all day studying these things. I like to be out in nature. I like to be hilling my potatoes and uh, picking blueberries and you know, living uh, a life and, and ministering the gospel and pointing people to Jesus Christ. And then scanning over the headlines just a bit to identify those prophetic indicators because Jesus did say, watch and pray, both. And so um, it, Black Lives Matter, of course, a movement that many people identify with and they are not violently minded. Uh, but this story, this young man, there was a, there was a dispute, Facebook dispute between him, him and the officer, literally went over to the officer's house, forced his way in and got into an altercation and was shot dead, according to... The uncle, uh, the uncle Tyler Gebhard, who said that the young man had been struggling with mental health issues. He walked over there and walked into a gunfight, the uncle said. And so he says when he got there, he was met with a gun and the guy killed him. Authorities said that the young man was acquainted with the officer and that he had made Facebook threats. Speaking of Facebook threats, not just on Facebook, but um, all over the place. You find like a video like this where there was a uh, protest, which you know, people having demonstrations in, in, in placards and you know all of that. that's part of the First Amendment to peaceably assemble. But when you see some of the rhetoric that's coming out of this movement, uh, if the movement ever did have a peaceful mindset to it, it's certainly been co-opted. Um, here's just some quotes from a, one of the speakers at this Portland, Oregon Black Lives Matter protest. He says, if they go about their burden of whatever they're going to do, meaning the police, you pull your pistol out and you expletive bust that. In other words, you fire upon the police officer. You kill him. He says, you pull out your pistol and you bust it. He repeated it and you bust that because at the end of the day, it's going to be you against them. When you move with the Panthers, trust me, when you see me move, I'm moving in violence. We're tired of walking around here, he says, asking y'all to help us. We need action. He says, I don't, expletive, whether you knock them over, whether you run up on them, whatever you do, but you better take action. In other words, run over them with your car, pull out your pistol and bust them, all of, the, all of this. I mean, this is very, in, in your face, blatantly violent rhetoric and calls to violence. And you might remember the report from the other day on the broadcast with a street preacher, uh, the guy witnessing to the love of Jesus Christ and how how you know we're we're beating our head against the wall if we're not obeying his commandments and how there's so much he wants us to enjoy him, the Lord wants us to enjoy him and to worship him and 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 he had said that other religions are not going to be saved unless you follow Jesus Christ. He's the only way to salvation. And Since he insulted somebody, they literally carry him away. His demonstration and protest is over. But this sort of uh, criminal calls to violence continues, and this is only going to intensify the danger of continued civil unrest, uprisings, and violence. Detroit News reports that Detroit police arrested four men. See, this is this is the kind of thing that um, would you would expect. Detroit police arrested four men for allegedly threatening on Facebook to kill police officers, said Chief James Craig on Sunday. Police chief. One of the men reportedly asked, or one of the men reportedly posted on Facebook, quote, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Kill all white cops. Now, yeah, that's a crazily unstable, violent, demonic thing to say. And you might say, well, that's appropriate that that's being handled. And maybe the movement itself has, 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 you know, a pure intent to it at its heart. And we don't have any data statistics on the percentage of those who would support and endorse or not speak out against violence. But the stream is definitely there and it's becoming stronger. Just this past weekend, police officers across the country were attacked as Black Lives Matter protesters Protesters pelted them with fireworks and construction rebar, in Saint Paul, Minnesota. One officer had a concrete block dropped on his head by a Black Lives Matter protester, causing him to suffer a fractured spine. Of course, the founder of Black Lives Matter was killed. A police officer was was an FBI most wanted terrorist. Uh, he was one of the inspiration people that that was at the forefront of this movement, and 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 then when you look at the chance that have been taking place, I mean, you just, you just smell revolution in the air and uprising. I won't even repeat some of the words that they're doing in the chants in these protests. Um, just calling for the killing of police officers with all sorts of epitaphs and colorful language and uh, references to, to pigs and stuff I won't even say on the air. Very, very clear and blatant, violent rhetoric that is erupting within this movement. And 1899... Do you remember the quote? It said, because of income inequality and because of the uprisings of the underclass, there will be civil war. And that's a term that we normally think of like the war between the states, 1861 through 1865. No, the concept of civil strife is what that quote is getting at. In December of 2014... Ismael Brinsley shot two New York Police uh, Department officers in the head as, quote, a revenge attack for the death of Michael Brown. And this has happened a number of times. In June of last year, two Black Lives Matter protesters admitted to masterminding a plot to blow up a police station and kill numerous cops in Ferguson, Missouri, in an effort to avenge the death of Michael Brown. So, you know, what sense does this make? Obviously, doesn't make any sense that there would be, you know, one one police officer who engaged in unjust act in the in the heat of battle in contexts in law enforcement that are that are hard and that are stressful, and many of them. They, you know, they make mistake, or, or or there is the occasional just evil person, and they're engaged in drug dealing and corruption and police departments as well, and you know that sort of thing is prosecuted and ought to be prosecuted as well. And to the extent that it's not, that's not right either, of course. And so you want to speak out against that and against the violent rhetoric. And all of us can come back to the Bible, and we can all come to Jesus Christ and say, "What is the way?" You know, it's not what we're seeing here, that's for sure. It's not King Noble on on YouTube who put out his It's Open Season on Killing Whites and Police. I mean, that was a a series of videos that were posted. I mean, the way of Jesus is the way of forgiveness. The way of love, loving your enemy, nonviolence. I mean, why, why were the protests of Martin Luther King Jr. so successful? Because he was not about violent retaliation. He was about reconciliation. And that's why he had so much success. This is going to blow up in the face of the African-American community. That's the great fear I have, is that this is going to lead to a greater crackdown, to a police state, to martial law impositions, to the stripping away of freedom and liberty. That I mean, you wonder why this movement is the way it is? Why is it doing all these Admittedly, crazy things and growing so fast and becoming so popular and powerful. Well, they've, there's millions of dollars behind these groups, and they're coming from elite backed multi billionaires, interestingly, like George Soros, who has put $33 million into funding domestic, quote, justice groups like Black Lives Matter. George Soros's Democracy Alliance met in secret with. Black Lives Matter last November November, to discuss funding the group that was reported in Washington Times. George Soros funds Ferguson protests, hopes to spur civil action. Currently, there's a petition on WhiteHouse.gov that's saying Black Lives Matter needs to be identified as a terrorist organization. And you might say, well, certainly some of the things we've seen here are terroristic in nature. But then watch this. This This is happening. It's like problem, reaction, solution. You create this uprising. You fund this, this uh, violent militant group, supremacist group, and, uh, who, are, who are engaged in all sorts of terroristic threatenings. Then you get that whole community wrapped into this terroristic label, and now all of a sudden the people are calling for a reaction. Save us from the uprisings, and you get the police state crackdown to take place. This is from economic forecaster Martin Armstrong. He says the federal government is arming every agency, from the IRS to the State Department, for domestic purposes. This is clearly a response to what they know is coming. There is no question that they are preparing for an uprising. They know that socialism is collapsing, and rather than reform the political economy, they are digging in their heels and getting ready to fight the civilian population. Many are starting to investigate this very unusual trend. This is very alarming. They are watching Europe and know that any trend that starts there always comes here not just fashion. So, wow, when you look at that, this is getting very 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 interesting. And you know, I wondered about this, well, what is what is the official position of Black Lives Matter? So, I went to their website. You know, the, do they do they officially disavow some of this crazy stuff that you you see? Is this just a few bad apples in the in the group or is this something much bigger? And there was 11 misconceptions about Black Lives Matter and not a one of them said um, we disavow violence. We're actually a nonviolent group and we're in the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. here in the spirit of Jesus Christ. Not at all. But, but there is this statement on the, on the official website. It says that, quote, all police are implicated. It says the police are implicated in a system that criminalizes black people. So in other words, Black Lives Matter is under the impression that it is a crime to be black in America and that police are all implicated in that system. And then they have, quote, skepticism about whether the American system is salvageable. So revolution with a capital R here. And then here was the part that really alarmed me. We are committed to disrupting the nuclear family. Villages collectively care for our children. Oh, boy, I've heard that somewhere before. There has an open attack upon the family. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with the uh, desire for justice and police enforcement? Well, this is a political agenda. There's, there's a reason there's millions of dollars of big money behind it. So I want nothing to do with the political agendas this world. Let's go to the Bible and remember our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. J.R.R. Tolkien, fantasy novel writer, he said you don't need to force people to suspend their disbelief in the fantasy. They just fall into it through what he called enchantment. That's, that's a term from spiritualism. You can, quote, enter into a dream that another mind is weaving. That sounds creepy to me, actually. The devil, when he said, I want to be like God, he really wanted the position of God. When he said, I will be like the Most High, he wanted to be in that role. He wanted to be in the seat of God. God is the creator of one reality. He created one world for us to live within, one universe to live within. And if I go and invent a fantasy reality, I'm trying to usurp the role of God in that position. Niels Clark explains that, and he's been in this world, recovering video game addict, it casts a spell on us, he says. Brought to you by Belt of Truth Ministries.org.